Did I make a man out of you? I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Bev. And I'm Isaac. Thanks for tuning in to the Notched Bed Post, where tonight we will be discussing fictosexuality. Bev, what is that? That's an attraction to fictional characters. Some people call it ficto romance. People like to imagine themselves with a person or a character or a creature because they fantasize that they are compatible and that this persona will offer a supportive companionship in their life. It can also offer a sense of security to construct a world in which someone has a complex and rewarding relationship with a character. Question. Does this character have to be of animated sorts, or is it just fictional in general? It's fictional. Could be somebody from a book, a movie. It just has to be a fictional character. Okay, so if it was a character in a movie played by a real person because there's a live-action movie Mm -hmm. or show, that would still fall under this? Yes, unless you were specifically in love for the actor or actress that was playing the character, then that would that would be different. No, in this case, I'm referring being attracted to the personality of a certain actress's character in the show. Of their character specifically? Yeah, now, that do, counts Do I for find sure. the actress in general attractive? Yes, but this would be to the personality of the character. Yeah, mm-hmm. great question. Yeah, this is the character, and that would fall under ficto romance okay so it's when your fantasies particularly revolve around how they are in the in the medium okay yes so i think to an extent then almost every single person ever could say that they fall under this absolutely this is an incredibly common fetish to the point where it's not even specifically called a paraphilia at this point because it's considered something that most people experience in their lifetime. Yeah, because I would think that most people could be attracted to a character, be it whether it's an animated or a real one, at some point from some movie at some point in their life. Yeah. Well, it's pretty easy because, I mean, most casting is done with some eye towards appeal, you know, and most animation is drawn in a way to try to make them attractive. And, you know, especially in, I mean, even just Disney movies, like there are, aren't any ugly disney princesses and i'm pretty sure that's not by accident right so i can honestly say that i've never found myself attracted to an animated character now if i had to pick one i would say ariel from the little mermaid but that's because she represents features that i'm attracted to on a real person not because i'm attracted to the animated character yeah and again this isn't just animated characters all right this can be a character from a book That's going to be a character from a TV show, you know? So this fetish, it's often harbored under the category of a paraphilia, but it's not actually defined as a diagnostic condition at this time. And psychologists are actually content to keep it that way because it's seen as a specific exaggeration of what most humans feel naturally at some point in their lives. So this is considered to be a type of long-term and long-distance one-sided relationship. It's been called a natural bond or a parasocial relationship that a lot of people experience. And scientists have compared it to the bond that a lot of people might feel with their political leader or religious figure or even a celebrity or an actress or a musician, you know. Some people feel this attraction sexually and some just don't. What I saw in a lot of the ficto romance forums and in my readings 
was that people were worried that they were more attracted to their fictional character than they were to their real life partner. And to that, I would say that they should probably evaluate if they are truly happy with their real life relationships and their sexuality, because they may be using their fictional character to fill some void or to interpret some form of a sexuality with which they're not yet acquainted. With that said, I think that many, many people understand an attraction to and most likely have experienced an attraction to a fictional character at some point in their life. So if someone's far more attracted to one or more fictional characters than they have ever found themselves attracted to a real-life person, you know, they might also consider that the more traditional forms of sex of sexuality are not for them. And I think also part of this comes from whenever you imagine somebody or daydream about them, you're almost always imagining a fictional fictional version of them, even if they're... I mean, hell, even if you're daydreaming about your partner, you could be daydreaming about a fictional version of that partner. I mean, most of the time that you daydream about somebody, you're not daydreaming Mm -hmm. about all of them. You're not daydreaming about the entirety of them, their flaws, the arguments you've had how realistic it would actually yeah, be. Yeah, you often daydream uh, of a partner, for example, as somebody that's a little more perfect than your partner really is. Yeah, and I think when it's a fictional character, it's easier because those flaws just were never created to exist in the first place. They can just be Sierra from Dollhouse or Ariel from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> is that yours, Sierra? Sorry about that. Sorry about that. All of them, <laughs> the whole fucking house of them. You know what, what, when I was reading about this, one thing I was like, I wonder if this crosses over. So I was thinking about furry fetishism, anthropomorphic animals, and tunophilia, which is specifically animated characters. I was thinking about those fetishes and I was like, I wonder if those cross over with this Victor romance fetish but they actually don't this one is considered more of its own like non-specific term this is the one that applies to majority it's not an unusual kink like the others well i feel like it crosses over into a lot of it i mean if you're into age play then that's fictisexual that's fictisexuality because you're having this sexual encounter with a fictional version of the person where they are younger or older than they really are you know tunophilia i mean no cartoon is real so yeah like obviously that that kind of Mm -hmm. so this one uh, can apply what you're saying to other fetishes but it doesn't go back yeah yeah i get that so this is one of those that it applies to most people and I think that's one of this is one of the only fetishes we've done that was really widely understood. This and the tattoos one, I would say. Yeah, the so, tattoos is definitely more widely understood than a lot of the fetishes that we've done. But but this one specifically is something that most people can really jive with because everybody has some idea of their perfect partner in their head, you know. So like, well, this and one has... That's, that's technically fictional. Yeah. 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 All right. So has this been a fetish basically since humankind invented the fictional story? You can assume that this has probably been a thing since the days of writing and the early times of plays that people have probably fantasized about fictional characters. Yep. I know it's not documented in history, but it's only safe to assume that since... 
books and plays have been a thing, that this has been. In fact, the invention of playwright is, that's exactly what you just said, Ryan. The invention of playwright is what this is. People creating fictional characters to their likes and dislikes. Be it for sexual or non-sexual purposes. It's been a thing since the beginning of playwriting. Often sexual. As, As it always is with humanity. I mean, there was probably somebody doing fucking cave paintings that was like, yeah, and then I killed that mammoth and I brought it home and she gave me some. <laughs> Stick figures with boobies? Yeah. I mean, the human imagination is powerful and as long as humans are imagining things, you might as well imagine some sex. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Or draw it on an Egyptian love position scroll. Yeah, exactly. That? that thing's so cool. It's amazing. All right, moving on. Are there any toys related to fictional fictional characters? Yes. So we've got virtual characters. Chances are that if you have this fetish, as most people do, you know who your characters are already that you love. We've got virtual interactions. If you're lucky enough to find yourself attached to a character that has or can make an appearance in a video game, Being able to interact with your character can be very fulfilling, especially if you have options for what you might say in order to feel that you have more choice in your interactions. I would like to point out that there is a whole section on Steam of interactive adult video games. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. That falls under this. There is apparently a puzzle game. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I watched a streamer play it for a while. It was fucking hilarious. We'll have to check that out sometime. Then we've got cosplay. Dressing up as your fictional character can sometimes scratch that itch. I would it's say that's probably fun. the most common. Cosplay is probably the most common form of this. Um, there is a big scene for cosplay characters, especially people making sexy cosplays of normal characters. So I would say that's probably actually the biggest. It I mean, is one of the biggest, but actually collecting. As far as toys and tools for this fetish, I mean. You would think. I mean, it's Spirit Halloween's entire business model. But up next, we have collecting. That's having trinkets or items that represent your character, and that can be incredibly comforting. Now, how many people do you see collecting Disney merchandise? I mean, (laughs) there you go. That's a huge one that people use. If we're talking about that on about this on a sexual level, which is what this whole podcast is about, sexual-related things, I think most people that are collecting Mickey Mouse ears and oh Disney my goodness, I, I you're about to make a real wrong assumption. they're not doing it for a sexual gratification. Okay, then let's talk flashlights. Disney adults. Okay. Then let's talk fleshlights. Let's talk penile molds. I mean, come on. You got a sex idol and you want their penile mold. You can go and get that. There you go. Make it sexy. Yeah. Then we've got fan lore websites. I've heard of sites where you can meet people that emulate your character so that you can have more realistic interactions with the persona. But you can also find community there of course and others that are really into what or who you are into i mean heck i mean even if you go to i mean you want to talk about historical fetishizing the entire early part of the internet was propped up on cyber sex related chat rooms right so and that's all completely fictosexuality because no one gave their real name no one gave their real information Mm -hmm. 
Because we all said the yeah. same thing. 16 like, female SoCal. Oh my goodness. So when, I was talk- when I was 13, I was talking to someone named Alaska, who was also 13 and lived in California. That was probably me. a 40-year-old named dude named John who lives in Idaho. Also me. That's the type I didn't care. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's... You were having your yeah. your needs for a persona met. Now, is it that he needed that persona, or was it that he didn't care because another need was being met? Like, was it actually that he was sexualizing the fact that it was a fictional character, or was it that just like, ah, eh, I probably assume that all the information... He was probably sexualizing the fact that it was a character that fulfilled what he wanted. Yeah. I okay. For the sake of fictive sexuality, does it... I, I'm sorry, but I'm so excited to talk about our personal experiences with this oh goodness go ahead then isaac oh, you no. get you you, you oh, start no. I, talk about your fictional character and what they've done for you <laughs> sexually and non-sexually okay so i have i have a couple so i mean the first one and i'm sure Jessica this is rabbit. Uh, well, that's not even a fetish. Everyone thinks Jessica <laughs> Rabbit is the hottest. Uh, yeah, shit. Jessica Rabbit was I drawn were, that I way. I never once have been attracted or found Jessica Rabbit attractive. Like, Bullshit. Never... All right, whatever. Have you I'm seen Jessica Rabbit? You're a tits guy. I know. I know you it, have. It doesn't Lies. matter. Fictional characters do nothing for me in a sexual Lies. way. Oh, we'll get there. You ha- no, did you not see the picture I posted earlier in the chat? Yeah, nothing. We'll get Not into even it a wiggle down there. <laughs> continue, Isaac. All right, I'm sorry. all right, all right, all right. So, okay. Obviously, I started out with Jessica Rabbit as a young as a youngin. That fucked me up for the rest of my life. So here I am. Uh, but I would say more recently. Okay. Yeah. Oh no, he's going to talk about Judy Hopps or something. Ew, no, that's from a kids movie, and that's literally the only reason I said. I've you. heard you comment on her butt before. Yeah, she's Go got on. a thick ass, dude. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. That's how they drew her. <laughs> I didn't draw her that way. They could have drawn a less voluptuous rabbit. That's not on me. From Zootopia? Yes. Yes. (laughs) You're a fucking disgusting individual. Continue. I'd I'd rape her. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, no. Okay. All right. All right. So if you're going like video game characters. Please do shit. My partner was kind enough to purchase a set of fox ears with matching booty plug tail. And and so you might remember the the picture that I posted of Ari the nine tailed fox in in our chat earlier, and there was a particular one where she is she is this red furred fox, and my partner found a set of actual fur fox ears and tail, and the tail is not a clip on, and anyways, super hot, <laughs> not a clip on, super hot. Um, and this was this was absolutely a, a character that I had fantasized about previously. Just incredibly attractive. Had had dreams about on a couple occasions. Anyways, so I told my partner this and they were like, oh, well, allow me. So that was awesome. I mean, let's see who else is there. I mean, if you're talking about non-tune characters, then in that case, I mean, that's the entire point of the show Dollhouse is you have this building filled with attractive people who can be whatever the fuck you want them to be. And inevitably all of those things were sexy. So pretty easy to imagine that one. It's, I mean, that's like cheating at that point. I don't know, Bev, how about you? Okay. You. I have always been in love with beauty and the beast. Ooh. They're both 
They're both awesome. But I only love the beast as the beast. I do not like when the beast turns back into a human. He looks much more generic. Question, is it only in beast form? Or yes, is it only in beast form. I love the beast and I also love beauty. Those, I think the beast is definitely would be more of a sexual character for me than beauty. Because beauty is just so like intelligent. And that's what I love about her. Well, so when you have explained your preferences in men, you prefer the lack of hair. So it's, I just find it interesting that the Beast is someone that you have fantasized about, either in a sexual or non-sexual way, being as how you're into fucking featherless chickens of dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because in reality, hair smells if it's, I mean, people just get sweaty and hair gathers that shit fucking flavor saver in reality i'm not into that but in <laughs> is it because in the beast's form he's more aggressive i have daddy issues if that's what you're asking okay uh... beast i love for his aggression i guess so it's which is about... weird because i'm not Oh, I don't know. I, and probably because I'm I'm a sub. And I I like that dominant attitude that he has in the film. I always liked that. So it's more of a it's more of a personality him being a angry dominant character versus him yes. being a And probably also a part of it actually I I'm thinking a big part of it was that he imprisoned her. And I've always had that, like, tie me up, chain me up kind of fantasy. And so I think that's probably why I identified with that as a kid. But if we're going purely off of looks and we're going off of, and, and I'm only, I'm still only talking animated characters here. If we're only going off of animated characters and purely off of looks, it'd be Pocahontas all the way. What She's about a fucking Shane? goddess. I, what about Shane from Mulan? Isn't isn't he like the prince or whatever or the general's son? Shang is he's like the how do I explain it? Yeah, dude, he's, he's like the, the, lead, man the lead main character. So I guess he's like yeah, the, he's like so hot. Okay. Totally, he's so hot. But like I can say that for half of the Disney characters, you know what I mean? They're all they're drawn attractively. Yeah, they're they're all well muscled or yeah, whatever, unless but, they're designed to be a caricature. But I'm of... I'm talking about characters that I personally identified with and that I have loved for a long time, and that's going to have to be Beauty and the Beast, you know, Belle and the Beast, and also Pocahontas because Pocahontas is smoking fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if we're talking non-animated characters. Most definitely, like half of the men in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, I I just love Lord of the Rings, and I've always loved Lord of the Rings since I was a kid. And so, the Lord of the Rings films by Peter Jackson, I love all of the characters, and all of them. I love them. I'm in love with them. They're my comfort characters, and the, some of them are also super attractive. So you're sexually attracted to hobbits. I no. Like, you know, Strider, Viggo Mortensen's character. I love his yes. character. Yep. Aragorn. Uh, Aragorn, Aragorn. Carl Urban. 
as Aomer. I also love Aomer. Yes. I mean, all of the Rohirrim were basically just mm-hmm. long-haired. What about what about Lego I love Faramir. Yeah. What about beer? You like beer? I even love the Urukai leader. He's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. He licks that knife, and I'm like, yeah, daddy. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, it's your or, turn. No, 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 even better. Andy Circus. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sorry, I can't oh, get down he's with precious the, to me. The, oh. I just feel bad for Smeagol. Smeagol was the one I was most sexually attracted to. Okay, that is not true. Now tell us. Who are your characters, your comfort characters, and your sexual characters? So I'm going to start off by saying this, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people, so I'm not just saying this. I've been called weird a lot for this. I can't recall ever finding a character, especially animated, attractive in a sexual manner. Not once. Okay, but what about Ariel? Okay, so she's drawn attractively. I said... If she was a real person, so a live action version, she has features that I would be attracted to. But yeah. I, can ne- I, I can positively say that I've never had like an attraction towards an animated character or even a character in a show or a movie. Now, have I found actresses attractive? Yes. But individual characters these actresses play? No. You and I should watch Dollhouse together sometime. So I might. I feel weird. like that's not true because I swear at some point or or another, I can recollect you talking to me about a character played by Zoe Deschanel in some movie, and you just loved her character so much, and you were like, "If she was my girlfriend, she'd be the perfect girlfriend." Now, You're like I Zoe said, Deschanel in what? blah 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 movie, and I don't remember I what movie it was, but I remember you I saying I have never been sexually attracted to a character. Now, if we're talking. Character traits attractive in a non-sexual way, a hundred percent. Most of the characters Zoe Deschanel plays, like super quirky, like kind of out there, a hundred percent. Aubrey Plaza in Parks and Rec, personality-wise, probably my dream woman. Like just weird and out there and kind of quirky. I guess you could say I'm attracted to like the 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 manic pixie dream girl character, but. It's not a sexual attraction. It's more of like a being attracted to their traits. So you're talking like Ramona Flowers from uh, from Scott Pilgrim? Pretty much any indie drama romance movie. Garden State's my favorite movie of all time. But yeah, so I could say trait-wise, I find some characters attractive. But I wouldn't say it's a sexual thing versus more of like a personality trait that I find desirable. Okay. Because I could go all day about characters like that. But when I view an actress playing a character as sexy, I'm like, oh, Anna Kendrick's hot, not Anna, Car- or Anna Kendrick's character in Pitch Perfect is hot. And it's just how I kind of view those types of things. Yeah. So how do you feel about like cosplay then? It's never done anything for me. I think it's a cool thing, and if people enjoy it, awesome. But I it's love never cosplay. Really like- it's so great. I know. It's so much fun to do and it's so much fun to watch. I just love well, the idea of people doing a becoming cool. their character like that. 
But I'm not dressing up as the alien from Alien vs. Predator because I find having a fucking long snout attractive. I'm doing it because I find the character cool. All right, so like, let's say, Ryan, hypothetically, you had a partner come over and like hang out on the bed next to you while you're doing something else. And like you look over and this girl has put on like a nurse outfit or something. Like, hypothetically, and then was like, like was role playing it. Was like, you know, oh, I think we need to give you a checkup. Brings up a really valid okay, question. Like, does role playing fall under? It has to be. I mean, the entire point of the role play is to create the fictional character. To yeah. That, that's why I was asking. So, like, this is so common. When I of think of this, I think of known fictional characters from TV shows, movies, things like that. Now, that being said, given that situation, or someone comes over in sexy Princess Leia slave costume cosplay, if I was given the choice of that over versus just like a sexy outfit from Victoria's Secret, I would choose the Victoria's Secret outfit 100% of the time. You're being boring. Is it because you lack vision or like... (laughs) Okay, look. All right, I'm gonna paint a picture. Because it's being boring right now. All right, I'm gonna paint a picture for you. No, I think it's because I have a very analytical outlook on life. He also is boring. <laughs> look, maybe I'm boring. She puts on she puts on the slave Leia costume. She walks up to you, grabs you by the junk, and she goes, "Help me, Ryan Juan Kenobi. You're my only hope." Of first of all, I didn't today. even. See wow. all the Star Wars for great. the first time until I'm 25. Until I was 25. So you're saying you didn't get to fantasize about Slave Leva for like decades of your life. He's not into sci-fi. You have to take like a something from like a true crime show. Yeah. Wait, but that's more my thing. Hold up. Fuck. No. Take <laughs> take someone in a sexy. Now, she's never dressed as like this in the show, okay. but this is an actress I find attractive. Abby from NCIS. Fuck yeah. Let's go. She plays like the goth character. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to tell us who Abby is. Woo. So, I find her very attractive as a person. Yeah. Now, if I could take that actress in like lingerie and lab coat versus okay, but wait. normal. <laughs> but if <laughs> she's in the lab coat... If she's in the lab coat, then that's the fictional character. She doesn't wear that in real life. Oh, he was about to say versus normal Victoria's Secret lingerie. He's going to say Victoria's Secret lingerie. Oh my god! I'm going to take the normal lingerie. Fuck! You wouldn't want to have. You wouldn't want her to be Abby. You would want her to be the actress. No. Yes. Would would you make her call you Major Mastek? I'm canceling you, Ryan. No, Ryan, and then and then again, she she calls you Major Mass Spec in bed. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> While funny, I would still take the actress in normal lingerie over a cosplay. Oh my god, you're here, killing me! Even if it's a sexy cosplay. <sighs> I mean, but come on, we were even on the same page with Abby from NCIS, and I find that actress very attractive. But maybe, like I said, maybe I I have a very, like, analytical mind. So maybe it's, like, me, like, I can't conceptualize these characters, but it just does nothing for me. Ah, man. And that's not to rip on anyone who enjoys this or has those feelings for a character. It just does nothing for me. Man. 
Like, I find myself judging animated characters based on their character, like, their personality, more than I'm like, oh, Jessica Roberts had his, or Jessica Roberts had his fuck. I'm like, no, she's kind of a bitch. Like, I didn't ask if she was a bitch. I, I asked if she was wearing a low-cut, high-slit dress. I don't care what she's wearing. She's <laughs> kind of a bitch. <laughs> oh, God damn, man. You're breaking my balls. <laughs> normal get the fuck out of here with your with your bullshit <laughs> with your bullshit can't sexualize jessica rabbit abby from ncis if you're listening to this hit me i'm up. sorry <laughs> you can reach me at scruff mcgruff chicago illinois 60652 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and with that remember follow your desires